You'll know when you have a wild woman. She'll practice her craft without boundaries. She is truly autonomous. Her loyalty is only to the family she serves, a midwife who will not allow herself to be held back by a system she didn't create. This podcast is for the birth keepers who want to grow and change. We're open to learning through self-reflection and supportive community. We are creating this space to explore without judgment. We are remembering we were born wild. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Born Wild podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sophia. And today's podcast episode is part two of Leah and Clay's birth story. Um, We left you with a little cliffhanger. We'll remind you what that is and um, hear how the story unfolds. How were the the last few moments that you remember of like your transition from potentially having this home birth? Um, Like what were, what was the the last piece that you remember? Because there was some excitement around pushing when you were complete and I'm sure that brought some renewed energy and hope and yeah yeah so I pushed on Thursday morning which was the funnest day of all (laughs) so much fun um I'm not being sarcastic (laughs) it was the best day I I mean we we day. danced. That's we right. ate amazing food. Uh, we watched well, movies. Days, yeah, Becca made stroganoff. Yeah, Becca made so. amazing vegan beef. Vegan All this stuff were like, I remember several times, like, you asked, you go, these ingredients were in my fridge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she made crazy stuff. It was amazing. <laughs> so talented. That woman. Um, but no, Thursday, Thursday was the best day. It really was, even though, you know, we had the pressures of family calling and and having talking tos with clay and you know trying to persuade us to to go to the hospital and what we're doing isn't right and i mean the list goes on that was mm-hmm. very intense um that you know you, and you, you were out of that loop the whole time though that was already like you guys had made that plan that do not tell me what anyone else is saying, like, just handle it. Um, how did that conversation go? Like, that was the plan, um, yeah. so it wouldn't be on you? Yeah, and Leah, I think you turned your phone off, basically. Right? I turned my phone off. Uh, I had it on Do Not Disturb, and I yeah. would only check. Um, I was There's only two people I was talking to, yeah. yeah, and they were very supportive the entire way through um and and i would give them updates sometimes (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i was giving updates um i had a couple of group texts going on and Mm -hmm. um, just to give people the updates of like what we're doing or whatever you know Mm because everyone's curious of course you know so it was like easier to just give them an update every so often than to have people everybody asking and um, i think in retrospect it probably would have been better to just not give any updates and just but it's tough because it was so many days. It's kind of a unique situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so people would ask like, okay, it's been a while. Like what's, what's going on? And yeah. Could you imagine like radio silence for three or four days? They would have been like calling yeah. hospitals locally. Like what's going on? You know, like, where are you? Yeah. So we had to do something. Right. So it would just be like, I tried to do it like twice, two or three times a day, like once every six to eight hours, it'd just be like, 
I type something up and I just send it to each of the little group texts with the different mm -hmm. family or friends groups, um, the kind of the key people and just ask them to pass it along to anyone else mm -hmm. who, who asked, which was, I think that someone gave us that advice, like just point a couple people to be your communication key, like leaders or whatever, and just mm -hmm. like, yeah. just communicate to them and then let them divvy, like send the, the information out to everyone else. Messengers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's definitely like, oh, it's been like seven hours. Like, where's the update? <laughs> I'd be like, you know, helping hold Leah up as she's having a contraction every four minutes or something. And it's like, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm not going to text you back right now. Um, it was a little frustrating, but it was, and then the phone calls started coming in and the long texts of like, we don't agree with what you're doing. I talked to my nurse practitioner friends and da 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 da. Like, mm -hmm. You guys really need to consider going to the hospital. And, mm -hmm. you know. So I finally was like, all right, I just have to put an end to this. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to call. Because then at that point, like the grandma was calling, was yeah. texting, and she, Clay, please call me. And she call, and I didn't pick up. And then she texted me again, like, what is going on? I need to know. Please call me. I was like, okay. Like at this point, they're getting yeah. worried, and like I just let me just like not text, let me call, yeah. and I need to explain the situation a little bit better. Maybe. And it's important to note here, I think, like this was all my decision that you know you were fully yeah. bought in on, of course, and supported that. Um, I could have easily said, "Let's go." Um, I decided that we should take non-stress tests, and so we did that. Um, you know, we were monitoring all vitals this entire time yeah. um and so with that i th and i wasn't in excruciating pain i was managing it as best as i could i feel yeah. and so i i continued to hang on to this and try mm -hmm. to you know um have the home birth that i had you know envisioned and that's what i explained to family was like hey we're not like out in the middle of the woods here <laughs> by ourselves like we have medical professionals here who are checking on the status and the health of, of baby and, and mom, you know, like, mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, they're doing tests. I'm like, yeah, what do you think is happening? Like, we have a midwife here. Do you know what a midwife is? Like, <laughs> Well, and I think an important piece that we just kind of talked about is the letting them know, like, Leah's good. Like, she's Not, laughing, yeah. you know, like the explaining and painting a picture for them of what it looked like because they could only imagine like how a woman would look after four days of labor you know and like when you can paint a picture of what it actually was like they're like oh you guys are watching Ace Ventura and eating <laughs> okay you know it can just like relieve people a little bit because they their stories can just run wild of what is actually unfolding yeah yeah, I sent yes. them a picture of you like getting the, with a Doppler, getting you know checked, and you were standing, smiling, you know, and just like genuine, just like candid shot of you, you know. And they're like, "Oh wow, oh my gosh!" And everyone was all happy, and it's like, okay. Yeah, and like Becca braiding your hair, you know, while you're rocking on the birth ball, and yeah, it was just really sweet moments. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, what about, what about those pushing, those pushing? Yeah, back to the pushing. So yeah, um, you know, pushed a little bit on Thursday and then decided to give it a break because um, after checking, 
uh, my cervix, it, it appeared to be a bit swollen from pushing. So we decided to take a break and did a lot of icing. Um, so inserting ice to help hopefully bring some of the swelling down. Um, and we did some other forms of pain relief. Um, at this point, I was starting to get some, uh, well, I think past that point, but I had started uh, developing pretty intense like back pain rib pain just from like all the pushing and contractions and you know a lot so, going on yeah so we use a lot of like natural pain relievers there and then um on i i was checked again later on thursday i recall and um the swelling had gone down a bit so we had decided to um start pushing and so started pushing more and that was very exciting uh i think this is at like 1 a.m on friday actually at this point and um my water had broke a little bit before that so we were starting to see some progress which was really exciting after five days <laughs> and um when your water broke I remember there was like another like, oh, progress, like another milestone feeling. Um, I'm trying yeah. to remember, was there meconium when your water broke or did that happen like later? Yeah, so, and actually we didn't know my water broke because um, I believe it happened when we were doing the ice and so ice was melting and so it was hard to tell. Yeah, that's right. um, but uh, shortly after I had been icing, I um, was standing with the rebozo and doing that and then we started seeing some meconium and so we're like okay this is great so it was more like a trickle mm -hmm. at that point there was never any big boom yeah yeah and you just said we saw some meconium and that was great um and I think a lot of people might be like oh meconium the baby's in distress especially after a really long labor like and now you probably went to the hospital but we were monitoring baby the whole time and she was yeah. a doll the whole I mean we didn't know she was she but she was great the whole time we never my memory is we never had a hiccup once with her heartbeat no no everything was great even the non-stress tests were great um I felt she was yeah. great and we knew enough about meconium um also we'd learned a lot about it. it I think it goes back to the percentage thing you were talking about earlier where there's a, there's definitely a lot of misconception about causation versus correlation yeah and we had discussed that when we had heard about this being a thing and yeah. we determined if you know my water breaks at home and there's meconium we will still go forward with attempting a home birth mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so um thursday or friday technically at 1 a.m um we started playing some 90s hip-hop <laughs> and got the good vibes going on there that was super fun and exhilarating and we were all wide awake and decided to uh i, I decided to push on the toilet in our guest bathroom um and we yeah, yeah we were all squeezed in there um yeah. and there. it was tight <laughs> it was definitely tight it was yeah it was basically like five of us because i was yeah, so pregnant yeah 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 and i broke the toilet holder off the, off the cabinet yeah. with my foot i was like oh no yeah drag the uh the uh the little coffee table thing we had the like ottoman 
Yeah, we were trying drag to get that in there. Yeah, somehow we squeezed the ottoman in the stool. bathroom and a stool. We were trying yeah. to get creative <laughs> so I could fall asleep because yeah. I mean we this had was... all the pillows almost in the whole house, like we were yeah. stuffed behind you and around your head. Mm-hmm. This is going on four and a half days now. No sleep, more than half hour. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to. Oh, I was trying to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good photos of that. Um, yeah, with the pillows being hoisted up against me and turning yeah. around on the toilet, just trying to catch some Z's in any way I could before the next contraction came. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of pushing. Um, and um, during that pushing, uh, you know, Sophia, you, you helped guide me with that because I didn't I really wanted to have that pushing reflex happen and that didn't get to happen. And so I, I wasn't sure how I should be pushing. And so you guided me with that pretty much with every contraction I got. And, um, you know, Mela, she was like this close. She was so close. We could feel her. Um, I could feel her. Yeah. And um, I think like halfway through pushing on Friday morning, uh, we thought that she might be breech mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. And um, she was not, but we thought that she was based on the um, wrinkly nature of her head or the <laughs> amniotic sac. We're not sure really what that yeah. was, right? Yeah, there was something going on in there. We're like, is that butt cheeks and a booty hole we're feeling or is that wrinkly scalp? Like it was really hard to tell for a little bit. Yeah. And after just real quick snippet of fast forwarding when she was born and we saw a wrinkly back of her head and we were like wrinkly. It was her head. Her head. She had so much loose skin on her head. It was like, that's what that was. We could um, call her a little butt head now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't think I was breech, but I was also like let's do this. We're going to do this right here. Like, if, yeah, because there was a pause happen. where we were like, okay, hold on. If she is like, do you want to still, you know, do this? Yeah. Should we go? Yeah. 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 So, and, and that was exciting for me. I, I felt like another surge of like excitement and energy. Like I, I'm going to do this, you know? And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think at like five o'clock or six o'clock, around six o'clock decided to stop pushing at that point it had been several hours and i was spent yeah. <laughs> to say the least mm-hmm. so dark. tired like four or five okay morning. yeah so i decided to take a breather and in go into the pool yeah and uh becca stayed with me um i was really worried i was gonna like fall asleep in the water um so she <laughs> assured me that wouldn't happen and was with me the whole time um and you guys, I think, caught a couple hours of sleep. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you have anything else. I just time. remember it was like, you know, the whole time was just really tough for any of us to, uh, obviously you couldn't sleep, but for the three of us to try and like figure out at what point do we all need to be there? At what point should just one of us be there? At what point should we break off and some of us get some rest? Like, is this going to be the moment? Should we all be like here? And so, especially then at that moment, I felt like that was, it was really interesting looking back on it the way 
the way it kind of ended there because I think Sophia, I think your timeline was a little, you were a little ahead. I think it was more like up until midnight or 1 a.m. or maybe 2 when you were pushing. And then I remember, Sophia, you went and slept in the guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd been asleep for a little while. And me and Becca were up with you and you were in the pool. We were talking. And um, and then you were like, babe, you should get some sleep. Like, and I was like, oh, you know, I want to be here. And you're like, no, you just, I'm fine. Like, Becca's here. Go to sleep. So I crawl up on the bed, like, three feet away. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> tried to You're sleep. like no no i don't want to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly i'll, I'll try <laughs> um and i fell asleep i can't remember if i fell asleep or woke up to i only slept for maybe hours but it was like i remember being half asleep hearing you and becca talking about going to the hospital yeah you were starting to talk about it like yeah like I was bringing it you up. You were bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you brought it up to Becca and you're like, just talk me through this. Like, what would this look like? Mm, I don't remember that. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh. You guys were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, which we had talked about it a few times, all of us, you know, kind of like we mentioned before, this was a very open yeah. and non judgmental conversation. Mm-hmm. And anything was up for discussion. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. never like, I must have a home birth and like, I'm never going to go to the hospital. It was very yeah. much like, all right, like, I'm really tired. Like, what do you guys think? And so we talked about it and what it would look like. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It was in a sense, easy to keep going easy in air quotes because you and baby were always so great. So there wasn't ever this thing where we were like, oh, this looks weird. Like we should go, you know? Um, so it was really up to you to just say, okay, we're like looping on all of our tricks now, you know, or there's nothing new to try. Um, and, and, or, you know, my gut is just telling me it's time now. And yeah. I think that's where you got I to the point, point where you exhaustion. were just like, I'm too tired. I can't, I don't know why it's not happening, but I just can't anymore. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. I need to do that. Yeah. Just after doing those hours of pushing, I was like, I just, used all my energy and I already used all my energy these five days before I I don't understand where this next burst of energy is going to come from and I'm ready like let's just have the baby today Mm -hmm. I'm so exhausted yeah then it started to happen fast well and I knew it would happen fast because I was (laughs) in the birth tub for a couple hours Mm -hmm. and every time I would get out of the tub or yeah or the birth tub the bath or the birth tub I it would start ramping up and it did. Yeah. It ramped up a lot. So we you got out and we got Sophia up. So we're gonna wake up Sophia. Sophia, we're gonna go to the hospital. You're like, What? What happened? <laughs> what happened? I just I just closed my eyes. Were you what? Um we talked about it and uh, yeah, and then yeah, it started happening very fast. Yeah, we talked about our game plan. So yeah, we were we were we made the decision to go to the hospital and um not be pregnant anymore <laughs> not be in labor anymore after five days and and um yeah and so, you, just, so, you drove yourself there was no emergency and we just kind of like packed bags and yeah i was most worried about <laughs> we were moving fast not because of an emergency but because leah was like My now i feel like back to the back. babies <laughs> yeah of course at that point right it was so we intense decided. I mean, they were like two, three minutes apart, like nonstop. It, it was, was 
it was intense. And so we were talking about what this would look like. So it was fresh in our brains and, um, you know, yeah. just kind of came up with a game plan there so that we could feel as prepared as possible, which was amazing. I'm so glad we did that. Yeah. Clay was packing the bag frantically. It was like straight out of a movie. Um, <laughs> like you would think there was like a major emergency, like yeah. water broke, let's go. But it was just like, we're just finally going. But yeah. I, He's like, I don't want her to get held up on me. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the one that makes this take yeah. long. Yeah, a hundred hours later, we're like, yeah the bag thing was the best that like seeing funny. clay so frantic and exhausted <laughs> and his hair and like just bleh, bleh, bleh. and then you would be like oh and clay remember this when you get there and you'd be like oh, oh. and then i'm like clay bring this <laughs> and it was so funny and what's so funny about it too now is the hospital bag that he packed was like literally full of like dresses <laughs> and this really cute like lacy long like mono and nothing else like there might have been some underwear which i wasn't gonna wear underwear all of your postpartum underwear yeah and and i wasn't gonna wear underwear i was like that was gonna be like you know postpartum underwear i don't like <laughs> Yeah. so it was really cute it was, there was there were no outfits there were no bras there were there was no uh like you know <laughs> hygiene bag there was none of that i don't think um it was adorable a lot yeah, of dresses though. Bag. dresses for days yeah. diesel she loves dresses <laughs> yeah. yeah and i was wearing a dress too You're so i was like right yeah i am wearing a dress right now <laughs> um that was hilarious yeah yeah what, did you want, want me to get jeans and a t-shirt? Oh, you did bring je jeans, actually. <laughs> you brought jeans. It's okay. Yeah. It was so cute. Um, but I remember when we were leaving for the hospital, yeah. I was so worried that I wasn't going to be able to recline because the baby, the, the car seat was back there. And that was the biggest deal. I was like, I'm not going to be able to recline. I'm having like crazy contractions right now. And then Becca's like, we can unstop it and just put it in the back. <laughs> so we all the way back. Um. So we got to the hospital, and it was classic. Like, where do we go? Where Where are we supposed to go? We're two minutes the from hospital. the hospital. It was and we we get to the hospital. Yeah, we're like the emergency department, I guess. And uh, we went through all this with you and Becca. Yeah, Sophia. but then but then but you we get there. It was like in one ear, out the other. Yeah. Whole I'm three screaming. Entrances and yeah. So we pull over and I roll down the window and there's this doctor walking into the building, like back from her lunch break or something. And I'm like, excuse me, like my wife's in labor. Where do we go? <laughs> so classic. And she's like, come around, you know, go around there and park over here, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'll see you up there and winks at us. <laughs> and we're like, okay. Like, <laughs> didn't even think about it, obviously, right? We're just like, thanks. <laughs> and uh, go and we get in there and everything. And, yeah, I got very quickly admitted. I was, was clearly, was you know, superiors, yeah, into a into a room within in like a minute. Yeah, you know? they sloughed me and off. And there's eight people in the room. Yeah, all of a sudden, Clay's in there with the bag, just like <laughs> bag of dresses. It's like, here we go. Okay, what do I do? Yeah. And yeah, there's like eight people in there. Totally not what we wanted. You know, eight people we didn't know, and it was all happening very quickly and. 
you know, someone's in my vagina, someone is like hooking me up to stuff. The other person's trying to, there were some issues trying to get the IV, IV in. So they'd switch sides. It was all very. Put a heart monitor on the baby. Yeah. It was, it was not fun. And I was just trying to channel my inner peppermint and try <laughs> relaxing and breathing. And we're looking yeah. at each other and talking without talking. You know, we we're yeah. just talking with our eyes. Because um, Clay couldn't even be, you know, right next to me. It was too intense. Too many people. Too many people. Um, and then the, the doctor was coming in, which that doctor was the, the doctor who told us where to go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, so she walks in and she's the uh, surgeon on. She's the OB, the yeah. OB, yeah. And um, and the the heart rate monitor was going off. It started beeping and the alarm was going up. Beep 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 beep. And like she come in and check and see, and the heart rate was dropping. And yeah. Um, she started talking to us about what was going on, and at first it was pretty off putting. The way she was, she was off putting the whole time. Yeah. 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 It was, um, it was like all these things were going on. There's all these people doing all these things and like getting your IV and everything. And all of that was just kind of like almost like back, like chaos in the background is what it felt like. Yeah. And then there was, it was almost like all those people were in the room, but you almost didn't see them because it was just like so intensely you and me and then the doctor coming. Yeah. Is what yeah. it felt like to me. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, like a person would ask you a question and they'd be like, I know someone already asked you this, but like, are you allergic to mm -hmm. any medications? And <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're the seventh person to ask me. And the other seven people are in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been here for two minutes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then she came in a couple of times and said, um, you know, the heart rate's dropping and I'm, you know, not not liking that and um if it happens again we're gonna we're gonna have to go to, to we're gonna have to go to surgery yeah and so we're like okay you know like hopefully it doesn't happen again yeah. <laughs> i really wanted relief right this was yeah my my intention going to the hospital was getting an epidural immediately which i you know that's okay like i was totally fine with that mm -hmm. um and you wanted to do that. I, just, I needed to flush. sleep. I wanted to sleep. Yeah. Really. I just, that's really what I wanted. I wanted to sleep. And then in a perfect world, I would have gotten epidural, fallen asleep for nine hours and woke <laughs> up and pushed. But um, I couldn't do that. So when she mentioned the cesarean and, you know, the, the speediness of everything happening, I was kind of like, all right, like, I'm just going to accept this as it comes. Like, if that's what happens to get the baby out safely um that sounds good because i'm that means i'm gonna get relief soon too <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah she came in the third time um and she's like all right i don't i don't like that i don't like that her heart rate is the heart rate is dropping uh, and we'd like to do this and so we're like all right let's go let's do it and um that happened very quickly very it's, quickly. it's so interesting too because it never happened once at home, like in all those days, like not even, cause sometimes it'll happen and you'll change position and like, you know, everything will recover and it's fine, but like not once. So I remember when I finally heard the story, I was like, wait, what? Really? I was like, wow, that's so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It was very interesting. We, we looked back on it. Like what did Mayla was, I, 
was Mayla just like, okay, like this is, it's time, mom, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just do this. Yeah. And I've gone through um, a lot of therapy sessions with this wondering, racking my brain that I'll never know the why. Yeah. You know, that's what's frustrating is like, because there was no answer in the end. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's okay. It's, it's part of the, the, the mystery and love and excitement of birth, I think, you know, um, and having it be her own story. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I think like once, once she said, we're doing the cesarean, we're like all in, like, let's go, let's, let's do this. And, um, I was really worried about play not being reunited back with me just with COVID. It was really weird in the hospital with COVID and stuff. I was really nervous that he, he was with me this entire time by my side, the entire time. And that was like one of the longest times you're away from me was like getting dressed and we like forgot to go get him. And it was just like, he oh. needs to be here. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. like a little detail question. Were, were you required to wear a mask while you were in labor? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. no, and I didn't wear it when I was, uh, in the operating room either. Mm -hmm. Cause they have like the stuff. I think, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I did not wear a mask. Okay. In labor. I had one. Yeah, you weren't. Yeah, yeah. Not that I remember. Okay. No, you didn't. Yeah. Postpartum, yeah, you had to wear a mask mostly. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, once you came it, in, everything was better. It was crazy though, because we were like you said, we were together, and everything was this whole week, right? And then we we're, I think you got there at like eight thirty or something, and she was born at like nine oh seven. Wow. It was like it happened so quickly over. It, a lot long yeah i mean the whole thing from getting into the hospital to like baby is born it was like 30 minutes yeah and um but yeah i just remember so at the in the room when they decided you're this is what's going to happen and they took you off to go get um uh, anesthesia exactly yeah and they were like okay here's like scrubs for you to put on you know we're going to go start this with her anesthesia and then we'll come back and get you you know before it'll be mm -hmm. about i think it'll be about five or ten minutes you know and i was like okay so i like got dressed in about 22 seconds <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm ready <laughs> has it been 10 minutes yet <laughs> and uh but it was so weird because yeah they left and then i was i was literally just alone in that room yeah. there was nobody in there they, it was just like chaos 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 okay what's gonna happen here's the stuff and okay we'll be back and then yeah, because of COVID, neither Becca or I could join you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And then you were, I don't know where, you know, and I was like, God, I hope they come back and get me. I'm like, he's and taking forever getting dressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was texting with my brother <laughs> at that moment. And I was just kind of breaking down. I was like, oh, that was, because it was just like all of the emotions of the whole week. You mm -hmm. know? And then. And then it was like going down a route that wasn't the route we wanted to go down. Yeah. And even though I knew that like it was going to be okay, it was still just like so built up, right? Mm -hmm. So built up. And then to go down this route so quickly mm -hmm. was really overwhelming and just hard to mm -hmm. even comprehend and digest yeah. that quickly, right? It was just like, yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, so, but it was interesting. I was texting with my brother and I was like, hey, like, this is what's going on. Kaiser really is about to, you know, 
I was cesarean and he was like, dude, I was literally in that same room uh, 13 years ago, uh, 14 years ago today when my nephew was born. Wow. My nephew was born in the same room in the same hour. Wow. Yeah, and he was like, dude, I can't even remember all the advice he gave, but he was just like, you're going to be fine, like, you know, Mm. Um, and that really helped, and then they came and got me, and then I came in, and they were just starting, they were just just starting, yeah, Yeah, they, before they started, you know, I I got the catheter, and they were like, I think three different people that time. (laughs) commented and said wow you've got some healthy kidneys look at that and I'm like looking at Clay I'm like those electrolytes Sophia gave me (laughs) (laughs) they showed me my urine and it was like clear it was just like full bag like clear they're like this is impressive (laughs) for being in labor like wow (laughs) you still had exhausted humor yeah That's yeah. Cool. So then she was born, and so you found out like, you found out she, who she was. She was this yeah. like strong-willed girl who did not want to come out, <laughs> which was like a true testament to who she is. It's very. Was okay. she okay when she came out because of like the heart rate stuff? Like, did she cry right away? Was there anything that they needed to do, or she was just good? Yeah, they they took her over to the warming table and they dried her off and they, you know, did kind of what they do. Um, And I don't know what, I don't recall what her Athbar score was, but we were talking about this the other day. I think she had like a three or a nine. Yeah, it wasn't a 10 out of 10. It was just below that, I remember. That's really interesting. Yeah, I think she, I think it, well, so the only score I don't know is her um, heart rate. I don't know if she was below or above 100, mm-hmm. but so that was like, that maybe would be the nine or so or eight, you know, I don't know, but she's, um, she was warm and pink. She was crying. She had grimaced. She had, it was beautiful. She was, I mean, she was, she was, she seemed totally fine in that sense, right? But she was covered in meconium and, you know, just being in the hospital, they were really worried about that. And Yeah. Everyone commented on that and everyone was commenting on the post-AIDS thing. It was uh, yeah. very uh, judgmental. Um, yeah. yeah. And that yeah, that was pretty frustrating. It was yeah. like, yeah, because they don't know what I know. And I went in there telling them what I knew my dates were. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like, not only was it disrespected, it was disrespected in a very judgmental way. Mm-hmm. It was frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And then they took her to, her oxygen levels weren't holding very well she was at like it wasn't extremely low but I think it was at like 85 or something it was like mid mid to low 80s or something and they so I think that was ultimately why they ended up taking her over to the critical care whatever mm-hmm. they call it there the uh, NICU intermediate yeah but I think they call it something different like their intermediate NICU or whatever mm-hmm. but um, yeah they wanted to take her away right away and I was like yeah. uh well over here first it's a mom i hadn't seen her yet or i saw her i didn't uh we were like 15 feet away yeah 
Yeah. I don't, I'll never understand why they put that so far from the mother, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. very, it's too far. Yeah. Um, and like at your feet, right. you can't even just like turn your head to look or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard to look. There's so many people around her. So it's like, I can't even see, mm-hmm. but I heard her. She sounded amazing. And when they, um, when, when she was born, first thing I noticed was her eyebrows. She had like yeah. beautiful eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, she, yeah, so Clay brought her over, and he had to she persuade them, and like, no, she has story. to come over here, and yeah, you, you shot some photos, and I got to kiss her, and could feel her so warm, because, and I was like, I just remember, I'll never forget that, just like, because she was so warm from just coming out of my womb, and I was just like, oh my gosh, there was like no warmth like that, it was so <laughs> special, yeah. So you went along with her, stayed with her. Yep. Yeah, and they took her in there, and um, I mean, pretty basic. They just were really just keeping her on oxygen and trying to make sure she was. They gave her antibiotics because of the meconium. That was a little bit later, but yeah, it was like it was it was frightening at first. You know, it was really scary because it was just like. I was, I had no idea what was going on and they weren't really communicating anything to me either. I had to ask a lot of questions and mm-hmm. um, in retrospect, it's like she was fine. Mm-hmm. There was no pulse issues. There was no um, cyanosis. There was no um, you know, lack of movement or crying or anything like that. It was really just a little bit low oxygen levels mm-hmm. and um, and then the, the worry about the meconium and the postates and like it was really I think a lot of their fear. Mm-hmm. And then she did need some oxygen support for how long we don't we'll never know. But like um, it was scary. It was scary at first, but then it, it yeah. got less scary as more people started leaving. And then there was just one nurse with her, and it was pretty calm. And just like, yeah. what was going on? And that's yeah. the bummer when you know not being able to go with you because there's no one there to advocate or to explain yeah. what's going on, you know, um, cause that's yeah. kind of what my role becomes when I do transfer with, with people is, you know, explaining things because I, I can understand what's happening and they, when they don't take the time to, I can. Um, and, and yeah, you didn't get to have that. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. There's definitely some moments that would have been amazing. Like, yeah. especially in the recovery room right after yeah because i was like i wanted clay to be with her the whole time um and then he came and got my placenta and got that delivered to becca downstairs and um because it, it was it's very frightening and uh isolating it was like a storage room with a nurse <laughs> it was really funky mm-hmm. yeah I wish that they would have allowed that. Yeah. Yeah. And how long did you stay in the hospital for? We stayed for five days. Uh, we were, she was in the NICU for just over 24 hours. Yeah. About um, 36 or 40 hours. It was Saturday night, right? Yep. That she came into yeah. our room. Yeah, so we spent all day Friday, well, you were, I mean, you were recovering and coming off the painkillers and all that kind of stuff. And then we were going in and out of the NICU and spending time with her. Yeah. 
the nicest nurses. There was one nurse that was very sweet. Yeah, amazing postpartum team. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we stayed a little extra longer than normal by like a day or and a half or something because, yeah, there was just some feeding issue thing and they're like, you can stay the fifth night for free. So we just kind of went with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> she had a, a, what was it too? She had uh, in her, her uh, she spit up and it was kind of green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor was like, I'd really like it. I'd feel a lot better. Like it's, she's probably fine. It's probably just like maybe some meconium left in her stomach or something, but mm-hmm. like, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if he just stayed the night. Because at that point, it was like, I think, 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. or something. Yeah. She's like, just stay the night one more night. Like, we can keep an eye on you guys. And She's like, we don't like, have to worry. Fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We had amazing meals delivered from Grubhub. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then what about, you know, coming home in those first few weeks postpartum? What was, how did that all unfold for you? They were, they were, um, they were good. They were very gentle, um, and loving. Yeah. It was so not what I thought it would be. Um, I got, um, I think it's pups rash, like after, um, I don't know if it was a rash from pups or if it was a rash from the, um, disposable underwear. That was pretty debilitating. Um, it's actually so common. I have so many people from those, um, like, is it like, um, wait, 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 was it the mesh panties or was it more of like the, the banding or something? Cause I even had that postpartum after my cesarean. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. It went up to where the band ended on the mesh underwear mm-hmm. and it was everywhere. I mean, it was like, yeah, it wasn't on the, uh, incision though. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, that, that was hard. That was really hard because I already felt like a mess from yeah. the surgery. And, you know, you just don't feel great after that. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Um, and then there's that on top of it. So it's mm-hmm. extremely uncomfortable. But besides that, coming home was great. I always had this like uh, sort of anxiety around coming home and walking in the door with a baby. And I just didn't want that, which is another reason why I wanted a home birth. I just wanted that transition to happen here together in our home. Mm-hmm. And when we walked in with her, it didn't feel like that at all. It felt really good. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It wouldn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And it felt natural. It felt wonderful. And um, yeah, we came home and, and it was the best coming home surprise because Clay's sister had put a big banner out front that says, it's a girl. Mm-hmm. It was spelled wrong. It said it's a giller. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and so our neighbors, you know, got to see that, um, and we got to come home to that, which is sweet. And she had just delivered like a new cake because the cake that we had made on day one of labor was moldy and done. So she's like, "I'm gonna throw this out," and she went to Oliver's and bought. A beautiful so big delicious. cake and it said happy birthday Mela on it um which was so sweet and she yeah. bought us burritos and snacks freshly delivered war- still warm mexican food on the table yeah she'd just been there yeah yeah that was perfect mm-hmm. it was a moment in my life i'll never forget that and we were sitting there eating so burritos sweet. looking at the sleeping baby like looking at each other like oh, crap. <laughs> baby <laughs> 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 and I'm really- 
doing this thing that feels so normal. We're sitting there eating a burrito, like, and <laughs> there's a baby with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wild. How was um, your breastfeeding journey? That was, uh, that's a good question. It was difficult at first. Um, I feel like there was this pressure to get her latched immediately when we were at Kaiser. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I don't know if it was a pressure for that. It was more like, a, I think that the nurse that was with Mela when she was in the NICU really wanted to make me feel like it could happen quick. And so she gave me the nipple shield and was like, it's okay, don't feel bad. Like, it's not you here, this will help. And mm -hmm. she wanted that bond to happen. So I know it came from a good place, but she yeah. just, you know, made that nipple shield be the uh, link to help her latch. Mm -hmm. And so we were using, besides the nipple shield, everything went wonderfully. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were using nipple shield for like two weeks. Yeah, at least, yeah. Which, you know, it was difficult to keep like clean and get that all sorted. And I really just wanted that true latch without the nipple shield. So yeah. we, uh, had you come over and Becca come over and we worked on that a lot. And um, she eventually got it two weeks after that. And I mean, ever since then, breastfeeding journey has been fantastic. Very grateful yeah. for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you had mentioned that you've, you know, worked with a therapist and done a lot of processing around everything, you know, when you look at your whole journey and everything. Um, what what have you taken from it yeah um and i still do i i go to therapy it's a little bit more infrequent now but um i i'm so glad that i made the decision to go do that um because i think in december i started feeling a lot of uh birth trauma that i didn't realize was there mm -hmm. and um I, I want to be specific in that it's birth trauma, not trauma from labor. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't harbor any, harbor any negative feelings with my long labor. A lot of the trauma came from uh, being at the hospital and what happened there and mm -hmm. more so around the situation um, and the team and the NICU sort of scary moments. Um, and so yeah, just the difference in what happened versus what you wanted to have happen. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily what happened that was wrong as much as it was so different. A little bit. But I mean, like, it wasn't the actual, like you said, it wasn't the actual labor and stuff that like, yeah. caused mm -hmm. trauma yeah. or physical trauma. Or anything like this. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, too, um, how you're treated can can make a big difference because I heard you say a couple things about the doctor being off-putting and you know things like that and it's like the way you're made to feel in labor and or that you you know her saying if I see this one more time we're going to do this versus like explaining to you the situation and you coming to the decision of you know, yeah, if it happens again, we're not comfortable continuing, you know, like how different it could be if everyone viewed you as the ones who would make the best choice for your baby, because of course you will, you know, you're her parents, um, that how that could have shifted things if you still felt really held and supported and in charge and respected, um, yeah. it could have made a difference. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It would have. Yeah. 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 I wish I could go back and 
rewrite that and that's kind of what uh brooke helped me do um with my like postpartum birth trauma mm. sort of therapy and we went back and kind of rewrote that script and has helped me immensely um because that's kind of what would happen is i'd get flashbacks of those moments of you know the kind of mistreatment and not not just things that were not to my liking and um those sort of things working around those have has been really helpful and really healed me in many ways which is wonderful mm-hmm. beautiful oh birth reclaiming ceremony too oh yes yeah yeah share a little bit about that yeah that was so special super special yeah yeah i think a big part of that too was like I mean, there's so many different layers to it, but one layer that I really appreciated is that we had this really cool teen, birth team with Sophia and Becca, and we spent so much time that whole week together, and then <laughs> it ended so abruptly, and you guys weren't, you know, there for that moment that we envisioned you being there for, and you envisioned being there for, and all of that. So yeah. it was really cool to go kind of re, re create that a little bit. Yeah, so explain that to anyone listening who doesn't know what, you know, a reclaiming ceremony might look like and what it was like for you. Well, so for us, um, some things that were important to us is kind of getting the gang back together and sharing that special moment that we really wanted to have with Mela there and um, kind of going back to like, those things that we feel like we miss, like the special cut cord cutting sort of thing. It wasn't as um, what we had thought it would be. And, um, you know, our time in the tub together and having Mela there with us when I gave birth in the tub, you know, that is something that we got to recreate. And so we got to use those, um, you know, hopes and dreams of what it could be and sort of rewrite that so that we could, I don't know, kind of almost relive it in a way. The way that we wanted to mm-hmm. and we talked about a lot of what happened what we thought was going to happen and kind of relive some memories of labor and um yeah played some guitar some tears you know some tears processing yeah. and yeah oh yeah yeah and we got to i think like another thing what yeah so i guess biggest thing for us was doing things that we really wanted to do that we missed out on and one of the big things for me was like sitting in our bed together all of us and like taking a picture Mm -hmm. with Mayla there Mm -hmm. so we got to do that and hang out there for a while just kind of cuddle with all of us yeah yeah nurse and even like my one of my favorite moments if you know the baby happens to be born in water which you weren't attached but that was kind of your intention Um, so, you know, we got the like act of getting naked mom and naked baby out of the water and helping them to the bed, you know, like that, that piece just feels like this victory march, you know, like this triumphant thing. Um, and so I remember that was really sweet to let you have that moment, um, and get you all naked together in bed and your bed and cuddled up and yeah. That was sweet. Yeah, and then you we weighed Mela mm-hmm. and she peed on your scale. It was perfect. <laughs> it's just like how it should be. <laughs> and she pooped the 
bed. It was all just yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, I know what to do here. <laughs> yeah, it was a good yeah. time. Yeah, I'm glad we did that. Uh, well, thank you. That was such a. It was really great to relive all that with you. I know I've slowly been doing it, knowing we were going to chat about it. Um, but it's fun to hear all the different perspectives. And um, is there anything else before we wrap it up that you wanted to touch on? Or I know you're we very thorough. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. The next baby, we're gonna we're gonna probably make the cake a little bit later. We'll make <laughs> <laughs> it right after the first contraction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out making a cake actually doesn't take that long, so maybe we'll just <laughs> let that be the last. <laughs> oh, well, it was so good to see you too, and thank you for being willing to share your journey. I know um, it can be this thought of, oh, well, I didn't have a home birth. Why would I share my story? You know, and but it's the all births are journeys, and it's it's not about you know that we only share home birth stories, but we share you know birth stories of all the families that you know give birth in our practice and um I think it's really important for these stories to hear there's so many families I'm sure who are going to listen to this and either be able to relate or to have some like peace hearing your story um yeah so thank you for being willing Thank you for inviting us to speak. Absolutely. It's really fun to share the story. It's pretty wild and, and long. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah I, I, this might this might be a two-part series. Very beginning. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll yeah. leave a little like long, cliffhanger long. or something. Yeah, totally. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, thank you both. And um, I know that our, our care isn't done because I get to see fam my family's the whole first year. So I'll be seeing you again. Um, we love that. Yeah. Thank you again. Have a good night. All you right, too. You too. Bye. 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 Thanks everybody for listening. You can find us at Born Wild Podcast on Instagram. For inquiries or feedback, you can email us at bornwildpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me, Emma Ray, on Instagram at Emma Ray, R-E-A. Sophia at sophiabirth.com. And me, Leah, at Bay Area Home Birth. We would really appreciate it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us reach more people. And as always, stay, stay wild. wild.